Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wake Up Monday by your host, Esther. I hope you are well, and I hope you will enjoy today's episode. And also, please don't forget to follow and share our page. Let us spread the word of God to everyone, for the word of God, God's truth, is for everyone. For the Bible says in Romans 10, verse 13, that for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So, the focal point of today's episode surrounds the theme of purpose, specifically how one's purpose, ordained by God, is so powerful because it is the definition of empowerment. Empowerment because it means that God predestined a part for you that may lead you to be a manifestation of God's glory. As you have a destiny that is ordained by God and that fulfills the covenant he has with his children. And we have seen many examples of this, especially as we look into the scriptures and we see the lives of prophets like Isaiah, John the Baptist, even Noah. But I would like to focus today on the story of David. Of course, we all know the classic story of David and Goliath, but that story does not do God justice. As David's story truly penetrates the heart of today's topic, specifically how purpose, ordained by God, is truly the essence of power that leads to empowerment. It leads to the empowerment of God's children and also his unbelievers. And if you'd like to look more into this, um, I implore you to also read uh, Romans 1 verse 16. So, why do I say this? Well, I say this today because till this day, the story of David remains the cornerstone of Christian faith. And I hope that this um, story will encourage you to aspire to leave such a legacy. For I believe that we all have a part to play in God's kingdom. And if you want to further understand it on this concept, I implore you also to read First Corinthians chapter 12, from verses 12 to 31. Um, I love this particular section of the Bible because it talks about specifically the different members in one's body, in one body. So the um, the parts that each uh, uh, body part actually plays and the body, of course, representing the church. So um, why, why I definitely feel that this verse goes into um, is that we all play a part in God's kingdom. So do not sell yourself short. We all play a part. Nothing or no one is insignificant. Okay, so now onto the story of David. So before we really, uh, truly like go more deeply into David's story, I want to first give you kind of the background of Israel at that time. So if we specifically go to First uh, Samuel from chapters eight, uh, verse one, uh, onto verse seven, um, we see that this was a very, very um kind of uncertain period of time especially um in fact at that time they actually um leaders actually went up to samuel and requested of a king and god kind of saw this as a rejection of god as king and god actually confirmed this if we looked at verses six to seven so of course we also know that at that time saul was actually chosen by the people to be king but of course his influence began to decline he was no longer god's great God rejected him. And if you want to look further into this, definitely go to First uh, Samuel from verses six, uh, chapter 16, uh, verse 1, and also chapter 13 from verses 13 to 14. Um, the main reason why God re- uh, rejected him, and Samuel confirmed this, was because Saul rejected the commandment of God. So his kingdom was perishable. He would no longer be able to establish his kingdom after his death, basically. So he would leave no legacy because he rejected the commandment of God. So, um, after the leaders went up to Samuel and said, you know, um, we need a leader, uh, uh, 
uh, because they knew, they knew that son uh, the sons of Samuel did not uh, follow his ways. So they went up to it and said, "Appoint us a leader to lead us like all other nations." And if you want to look specifically into this, that was in verses four to five in First Samuel chapter eight. So God actually gave uh, Samuel a criteria for selecting the next king, and uh, that is seen in First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse seven. And this eventually led to uh, Samuel actually noting David in verse 13. And this is while Saul was still on the throne. Wow. So let's move on to David. So quick facts. So uh, David had actually uh, written more than any character in the Bible, any figure in the Bible. About 66 chapters are dedicated to him. And that that does not include the 59 references that we also see in the New Testament. So this is a very, very pivotal figure that unfortunately we do not do justice to um, when we only refer to the David and Goliath story because David's life, his story and his legacy still penetrate in every aspect of the Bible, especially as we move on further in today's session. You will see that as well. So uh, David was a young shepherd's boy who was ordained by Samuel, as we've seen in verse 13 of 1 Samuel 16, to be uh, the next king of uh, Israel. Um, so to say, he's seen as one of the greatest kings in Israel. Um, of course, he was successful throughout his life, but all this, especially as we go through kind of um, his life story, all this was kind of to make him ready for his, his purpose, his ordained purpose by God, was, which was to be king. Um, David actually lived uh, in obscurity. Uh, because he tended to tend to the family's livestock alone. So he survived seasons and that built endurance. And we can see an example of this endurance if we look uh, more closely at um, Samuel, um, Psalms chapter 23. Um, the one that begins, my Lord is my shepherd, whatever, and so forth. So we see just how, um, you know, his life, his background, we kind of build that endurance. And we see that um, exude into his faith as well with God. And of course, he learned how to play the harp, which aided him as well um, when an evil spirit invaded Saul. And David actually used that to console him with his music. And we see that in 1 Samuel 16, 23. So we see how all these skills and um, everything from his background kind of moving more closely into the presence of Saul. So, wow. And so, of course, we know that eventually he acceded the throne after the death of Saul and Jonathan. Uh, we can see this more closely in Acts chapter 13, verse 22, and of course Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 24. And after that, um, David captured Jerusalem. He brought the Ark of Covenant, and his son Solomon fulfilled what David could not, which was to build the Holy Temple. But before all of this, David was already known as a mighty warrior that was revered by many, many nations. And this was after the uh, the, the famous uh, David versus Goliath um, story. Um, and of course, you know, the status of uh, David at that time as a mighty warrior actually filled Saul's jealousy. And uh, that actually began the contentious relationship that uh, Saul had with David until the day he died. Uh, because um, Saul vowed to pursue him no matter what and we see uh, examples of this especially if we look at um, psalm 63 verses 1 and 3 where um, david often writes about how the spirit was so contentious to him spiritually as well because he was in constant uh, he was in he was in a constant fear um, because you know he was pursued by saul and his followers so 
Of course, we know that Saul pursued David till the rest of his life, and we see examples of this as well, furthermore, in Psalms, where David actually cries um, for help for God, and we see that in Psalm 69. And of course, in Psalms 40, um, David famously celebrated uh, God's deliverance and almost a profession of his devotion. But so the reason why I'm pointing this all out is because throughout this period, despite the successes I experienced, you also experienced a lot of um, uh, uh, trying times. But all this kind of built up to the man he would eventually become, which was to be king of all uh, Israel and more. So, and also in addition to that, it also furthered his faith, made him more steadfast, it made him glow grow spiritually in maturity and we see this uh, true manifestation of this when he eventually becomes king uh, because the bible um, also dictates the fact that you know as king he did what was right by his people uh, because in everything and everything he exuded the essence of what it was to be to uh, how it was to be to be someone who was ordained by god someone that observed the laws of god without any compromise and yeah and we see how his faith actually kind of um, almost foreshadowed something very powerful. So if we look back at Psalms 40, when um, he was celebrating, uh, you know, uh, how God delivered him something, and also a profession of his devotion, Paul actually quoted these same words, especially from verses 6 to 8 in Hebrews 10, 5. And he quoted these as words of Christ. Wow. I want you to remember this. So we already know that the power of purpose enabled him to do all he had experienced because of his faith. And we know. And so from what I can see already from his story, and furthermore, we know that the foundation he said, especially through this words from 6 to 8, how uh, one should, uh, we, how we know that God doesn't really care about our sacrifices um, if we do not observe the law. We see how this foundation built upon what we would later see through the sacrifice of Jesus. And we can almost say that Jesus' sacrifice is an evolution of this notion as Jesus sacrificed his life for us so that we may enter God's sanctuary by the blood of Jesus. And this is dictated in Hebrews 10 from verses 19 to 20. So David's, you could almost say that David's psalm, especially Psalm 40 from verse 6 to 8, almost serves as a precursor of what is to come. It foreshadows a time where we no longer have to offer life sacrifices to receive the forgiveness of sin. And it would be another 14 generations later that this prophecy would be manifested to the birth of Christ. And this is said specifically in Matthew 1 verse 17. Wow, can you imagine? Whether David knew what knew it or not, his legacy, what he established, a path ordained by God, would later on with, uh, lead to one of the greatest living beings on this earth, which is the birth of Jesus Christ. David's legacy left a foundation from which Jesus uh, Jesus would build upon and eventually lead to our way that uh, lead to our way, so that we may seek. God's sanctuary tree because remember David's time was really a time of uncertainty a lot of conflict internal conflict in Israel people were divided at that time so the fact that God amongst all this chaos ordained somebody that would set a foundation 
that would enable 14 generations later for his blood, uh, his son, Jesus, to truly establish his faith on this earth, a legacy that we still live true today because, of course, we serve a living God and by his word, which is living in itself. So, my thoughts of when I was reading the story of David was I made, it made it very clear to me that in everything, God should be above all else. Because nothing is more empowering to know that one's destiny, one's path is ordained by God. Remember, David as a little infant boy went up against the most feared warrior at that time. Yet, he was unfaced by this talent because he knew that God's grace would rule over him for the rest of his life. Imagine having that kind of confidence in today's world. Would you not feel invincible? So I ask you, what is your Goliath? What is your obstacle? And do you have your faith? Are you steadfast in your faith in order to face these obstacles and these challenges? Because remember, all that it requires is to be loyal, have faith and confidence in God, and know that nothing is impossible, for we serve a mighty, loving and merciful God. So, as you now enter this week, definitely read back into the story of David. I hope that it has inspired you as it has myself. And I wish you all an awesome week. God bless you.